SoCal QOL. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday. And we are ready to rock with our transformation Thursday results for the hashtag 365experiment. It's 365experiment. Before I even get going, though, I'm going to take a sip of my green tea with liquid stevia. Woo! Because there's no carbs and it tastes amazing. Okay, so to review, since our last transformation episode, we, we definitely studied not only the pictures of me starting and me during that up uh, that week, but we also looked at, you know, the health app for Apple. We looked at the cardio app. We looked at, I feel like there was one other one, uh, but, but really it just came down to the data. It came down to reviewing, sorry, but yeah, well, reviewing the data that we had captured on those days and the, oh, the Lose It app, because that's what I use to log my food. Um, you are more than happy to use the My Fitness Pal app. It's just a little bit more... Basically, you can do more particular things, which uh, is actually nice. But I believe the reason why I stopped using it for just daily studying was the fact that a lot of the food that I that I looked up wasn't actually in the fitness pal app. So I had to do a lot more work. And when you're on the go and you're just trying to get readings, you know, put in, it's a lot easier to use the lose it app. Uh, but for the most part, if you're looking for like specific vitamins, uh, I'm trying to remember there weren't other supplements, but it just goes deeper in the breakdown for nutrition. So check that out. And if you're, if you're into that, I would say use uh, my fitness pal or do what I did. I actually double logged, which sounds terrible, but for a, for a hot minute, it was nice because then I could, like I said, review nutritional things and kind of compare as well. Uh, it kind of sounds funny as well, but I, on occasion, now that I've gone through the Under Armour slash uh, my fitness pal, my fitness is it walk, my fitness run, my fitness, whatever, uh, all those apps for the Titan challenge. And after we did that 15 day challenge, or actually it was only 10 days for us really, cause we got in late, but there was a time where I was, you know, during that process, I was logging both my Apple watch data for my health app. And then also the, my fitness pal, data. So I was basically double logging on my watch so that I could get the readings not only for my regular health app, but also for the Titan game uh, qualifications. And yeah, because I didn't I didn't know I didn't want to gamble on the fact that, oh, if I do this reading, it's going to be different than the one I'm used to. And lo and behold, Apple's at least when you were doing it, the my fitness one was way higher, like way higher in distance and 
what seemed to be calories and all that stuff. But then when I would compare it later on the Lose It app, and even I think the Health app or the the uh, Activity Ring app on the phone, they were like pretty much identical. So it was kind of weird. So it was like while you're doing it, it's giving you one reading, and then when you log it later, so maybe it like compares apples to yours. I don't know, but um, all that to be said, uh, we in the first week we we went through a bunch of different readings. And I'd also mentioned that I was going to look deeper into the saturated fats because that was something that I've wanted to get more into. My doctor told me I had high cholesterol. So it basically means I have too many LDLs versus the HDLs because LDLs are a loser. I don't want to be a loser. Uh, slash, I don't want to have a heart attack when I'm 40, 50 years old. So yeah, so we're going to look at that a little bit more in depth today. But uh, yeah, the reason why we're on the OBS stream is so that I can do this picture on picture. So uh, for those of you watching on the video screen on YouTube, uh, we basically have, uh, oh, actually, I should say for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, uh, we basically have a picture right now of the left hand side is me when I started. So week one, if you want to call it that, or actually week zero, we'll say week zero, because that was, this is probably December 31st, and then basically the second week, or yeah, the second full week that I've been doing the 365 experiment, I've been walking basically every day, waking up early almost every day, um, logging my food basically every day, I don't think I ever missed a day of that, um, doing my heart, uh, heart rate or heart blood pressure, sorry, blood pressure. Um, there's only been a few times that I've missed doing it both in the morning and at night. Um, and then weight I've basically always done. I just, it's, it fluctuates between 10 AM in the morning and like, you know, seven o'clock at night. Uh, but for the most part, I do it at like one o'clock. So right before I eat, uh, the first meal of the day, cause I just feel like I've already been intermittent fasting if maybe I've even walked in the morning. So it's like I'm going to show my real weight at that point versus eating a whole bunch of food and then taking my weight. It's kind of counterproductive to me. So they just say pick a time every day to do it, whatever works for you. If it works best when you wake up, if it works best when you go to sleep or for me, it's right when right before I eat. So, uh, and then the great thing about, uh, the cardio app is that they set, you can set reminders for, for both blood pressure and for the scale. So, but yeah, so this is the picture, um, super subtle differences, but I can tell you right now that it feels a lot different. So it, it's interesting that visually it doesn't look like a lot, but, but feeling wise, it feels great. Like, I feel like I have more energy. I feel like, uh, even though there's been days in this past week and I'll explain why, but I've had to sleep a little bit more. And so we'll get into that. But regardless, so overall, my mind's clear. My emotions are really like, I'm just, I'm centered. I feel calm. If there's a situation where I get upset for the most part, I can, I can gauge it out and, uh, you know, work with it. So um, yeah, so we're going to start right now on all the readings. We're only eight minutes in, but 
I know this thing is going to go for a while. So, uh, yeah, I would say other than my little belly fat. So other than my little, my little belly that I definitely had in the very, very, very beginning, um, you can kind of see even my love handles on the left and right side are actually like fading away. Like they're still there, but they're not as like lumpy. And so like my little pooch at the bottom next to like my boxers to my actual gut is getting minimal. Um, not too much of a, like a cave in in my stomach on the sides, kind of where like a six, six pack would start. Uh, but I feel like my pecs, you know, I've been doing pushups every day and uh, I have a fun thing to, to update you guys on that. And, but by doing pushups every day, I mean, you can super subtle, but you can tell that there's some more definition, uh, happening in my pecs. Um, and then like, other than my body hair <laughs> that is growing, um, yeah, I think my arm, that's my right arm. It just looks a little less poofy, a little less inflamed, maybe a little bit more muscular, but, uh, after two weeks, I mean, you can't really expect to have a huge difference, but I just, just doing this is super productive for anyone who's considering doing any one of the things that I'm doing for my hashtag 365 experiment. I should probably put down below in the comments on YouTube, uh, exactly what, you know, I'm doing, uh, to recap. Cause I know in the very, 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 very beginning, I think for the first transformation Tuesday, we went through the hashtag 365 experiment, or maybe it was on the Monday. I can't remember, but all that to be said, if you can't go back to that video, um, I'm going to do my best to like put in, you know, what's what I'm doing. And uh, things are actually getting updated too, which is great. So, you know, to see that change as well. So you guys see my growth. You can see either what tweaks I'm making or what things, you know, I've already done for, because some, some of the things that I want to do for the experiment are just one thing a year, you know, like putting up bird feeders. I did that already uh, so that my cat can see birds. And my wife really wanted to do it because she loves our cat. And... Yeah, even though I had to take them down because it's raining. Uh, other than that, yeah, I got to check that off the list, and that's on there. So uh, let's go to the next slide, shall we? So the first one is carbs. And I'm trying to zoom in, but for some reason it's not. Oh, there you go. So my average between January 9th and January 16th is 44.1 grams. And that's a day. So some of us, when we eat, like when you drink an iced tea, like a regular Lipton iced tea, sweetened, whatever, that has more carbs in it than my average a day. Just to put it in perspective, sugar has a lot to do with your carb intake. So, uh, but for the most part, you can see I highlighted on that Friday I had 73.6 grams, so that was pretty high for me. Better than the last week, because I think the week before that I had 120 on the day where I ate late. I forgot to get a lettuce wrap burger, and then I got habanero jalapeno wings that had just huge amount of glaze, and I was just, you know, I caved. I caved that day. But other than that, everything's around... 
40. One day I had about 30 grams. Um, so this is this is actually pretty high for me for the most part, but I'm excited to share uh, some more information with you guys uh, just on the carb intake slash saturated fat intake because there's like a little harmony there and I'll get more into it once we get to the saturated fats, but um, you're going to be seeing a lot more readings like this between 30 and 40 because essentially I'm going to be eating more carbs because there's carbs that have a lot of good HDLs, good, you know, good saturated fats. So uh, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, dietary cholesterol. Um, essentially, this is where I should be talking about it probably, but um, yeah, these readings are weird to me. I honestly, I haven't looked too much into it. Obviously, they're they're high. That's all I can say. And I don't know if cholesterol is the same, the same as the cholesterol that I've done little research on. Um, I'm going to go to a photo really quick on my phone. I'm just going to read the little paragraph because I don't want to paraphrase just because I, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. But it says total cholesterol levels less than 200 milligrams per deciliter. So that's milligrams. So I would, I'm curious to know what... Uh, it says milligrams over... Milligrams over uh, 921. So I don't know if that's exactly the same, but regardless, it says less than 200 milligrams per deciliter are considered desirable for adults. So if I'm at, if it's the same reading and I'm at 1355 on my, or 1300 on my highest, obviously I'm eating too much stuff with cholesterol. Um, a reading between 200 and 239 is considered high and a reading of 240 is above. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not the same reading. So that's a good thing about this guys is, is we're, we're learning, but we're also, you know, understanding new things. And the great thing is with this kind of stuff is that you can take a week to look into it we'll reassess come back and talk more about it um i don't know if you guys can hear the rain but it sounds amazing my wife and i are actually collecting rainwater in these big ass jugs for uh for our plants and our uh well our garden our little itty bitty garden okay so it's collecting right now uh, dietary energy. I don't think I did this one last time, but I just, I find this intriguing. Um, you know, 2000 calories of dietary energy. So I believe that's the energy that I exert through eating or the type of energy that I take away from while after I eat, whatever. All in all, it says 2000 on my highest, my lowest is a little bit below a thousand. Uh, well, actually, more like eight hundred. Um, average is fourteen, but uh, yeah, just it's just interesting to see these kinds of readings. Uh, dietary sugar um, average is nineteen point six. 
Uh, my high was 28.3. So, you know, sugar is probably 75% of the carbs that you eat versus the fibers uh, and anything else under the, the carbs. But, um, yeah, I mean, could be worse. Definitely could be worse. Uh, fiber. So I'm always intrigued by fiber because for a while I actually had like a, you know, um, a pooping problem. Like there was days where it would just go right through me. There was other days where I couldn't go for days. And so I just had to start messing with the food I was eating. I had to stop eating so many, so much fat, maybe back off the fat, maybe eat a little bit more, you know, greens for the day. But, uh, but yeah, so I think I took a picture. So my average is 6.3 grams and I've been, I've been fine. You know, I, I don't have any problems. Um, so it's just something to look at go, okay. If having six, you know, grams as my average is, uh, makes my body function normally. Cool. And if I see it, if I see a, a decrease, I just know to pick it up, eat some more things with fiber or if it's super high and I'm, and I'm having too much fiber then I know to bring it down and I can look at this to, to see that um, but let's see yeah so I did the food and uh, there's some so there's some discrepancies here because it was it was Saturday or Sunday I felt I was so kind of just over for whatever reason I was overeating a lot of meat that day uh, so I, as you can see on this day I had you know I had eggs I had sirloin steak I had chicken breast canned that I make and do like a big ass salad and I just I felt full so I I just had just a big like literally a big bowl of veggies and I put some uh, I'm gonna try to pull back on this we'll talk more about that as well but the saturated fats but I was using the orange chicken sauce from Panda so I have a little bottle of it that I bought from Ralph's and it just, when it comes to chicken, like chicken breasts, like big fat pieces of chicken and, uh, and veggies, like, well, actually I don't usually eat it with the veggies, but because I was only eating veggies, I just kind of just drizzled like a tablespoon, which has about eight or nine grams of carbs, but it's all sugar. You know, it's not like a good carb. So, uh, but yeah, uh, but I, I did the same, I logged the same thing for the next day. Cause I think Either I didn't do it that day, or I I was just trying to rec I was trying to remember, and um, yeah. So, but at least I have some data there, and I'm I'm assuming it's because I had a lot of veggies. That's what I'm assuming. So, uh, protein, good old protein, a max day, one sixty two, baby. So anything over, so for me, anything over 150 grams of protein, probably too much. Because <laughs> what happens is I actually get hungry when I eat that much. So it's weird, but so when I do over 150 grams of protein, I'll say between 100 and 150. That's like my happy zone. So if I do that, as far as just protein goes, the next day I'm, I won't be hungry till one o'clock. Um, but average is 112. So pretty good gauge. And the lowest though was Tuesday, um, which I remember Tuesday. So Tuesday was an interesting day. I, 
I wasn't hungry at like 1.30. I, I needed to go on a walk because I was going to dinner later that day. And I like couldn't walk at night or anything. And so I just decided not to eat. And I was going to go to a, a Tepon place with my wife and some friends. And I just, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have so much protein at this Tepon place. I'm like, woo, it's going to be awesome galore. Then I forgot how much it costs <laughs> to get like the filet, the lobster tail, like it would have been like $45. So instead, I just got filet, which was 30 bucks. And uh, my wife got the steak and the shrimp. And I should have got that because it had, you know, it's twice, twice as much, you know, it's the same price, but it's twice as much of food. So anyways, we didn't start eating till 530, six o'clock. By the time we went back to their place, we ended up, I ended up buying pork rinds. This is terrible. Chicharrones. And I bought some nacho cheese sauce, the fake nacho cheese sauce. And I'm just dipping my chicharrones into the nacho cheese. And I ate like an ounce of pork rinds. I try not to go more than an ounce because a lot of sodium and a lot of uh, saturated fats. So, and not good saturated fats. So anyways, that Tuesday was that day. So I, I didn't... I didn't have like any food that day. It was bad. So all in all, I survived. It didn't screw up my, you know, my appetite, my body. Um, boot, let's go to the next one. Uh, ooh, is that two proteins? Oh, I wanted to highlight that my lowest day of protein was 52.8. So it's you can see it's the same slide. It's just got two different um, highlights. So the one, the top one was 162, the bottom one was 52.8. So 52.8, like when we got home, like I was already falling asleep at nine o'clock. So you can see my energy. If I didn't have enough food, I need more, I need sleep. Energy's gotta come from somewhere and I'm not gonna go and eat carbs cause that's just stupid. So at least, you know, bad carbs like Taco Bell or something random. So 52.8, I'm super sluggish, nine o'clock. Thank God my friends were tired. So they were gonna go to sleep. So we went home. By 10 o'clock, I'm in bed, like cozied. Like I could have passed out, but given what I've learned is that if I go to sleep too early, then I won't wake up early in the morning. Granted, granted, and that's weird to say, but I end up like oversleeping and then so by the time I normally get up I'll actually wake up at like four instead of six because it's two hours earlier and then I'll go oh I got I got a couple more hours of sleep so I'll go back to sleep and then it'll be bad sleep it'll be like every hour hour and a half I'll wake up and so then by the time it's 5 30 or whatever I'm like oh I can sleep a little bit longer and then it's like 6 30 seven the sun's already up now and i'm like oh i feel like i should just stay in bed i need that energy so i kind of forced myself to stay up but at the same time my wife and i got a gift card for itunes we ended up buying a season of uh some trash tv that we shouldn't be watching but we are and we stayed up for the extra two hours and watched that show 
So by midnight, we put on Parks and Rec. I turned the TV on the low, um, the low light uh, feature and turn off the black, the backlight. So it's just super dim and yellow screen. So even if I'm looking at, I have my glasses on too. So these are blue light glasses. So as I'm sitting there squinting, looking at, seeing if I can see this TV, I just slowly fall asleep. So, um, yeah, 52, not good. Uh, saturated fats. All right, here we go. Bada boom. And uh, I'm going to get more and more in depth uh, in the end slides because I basically took my meal from today or my meals from today, broke them down, and I'm going to show you what I'm doing, what I'm going to be doing now for the rest of the year on saturated fats. So, but 47.3 is freaking high. I can't be eating like that. And thank God it's only that one day. Um, best case scenario. And thank, I mean, Monday is crazy because Monday I had lower saturated fats than I probably ever have. So either I, I miscalculated some readings or, but I usually don't forget meals. I usually fill in everything. So, and then, you know, Tuesday was the day I had tip on and, uh, you know, I didn't. I couldn't even force myself to eat a crazy amount of saturated fats because I just tried to stay, you know, one ounce of pork rinds, which is probably close. Or it's probably like five. I mean, five grams of saturated fat is a lot, especially for one thing. So with a combination of that plus any of the oils they were using at the Teflon place, could have equivalented to equivalented, equaled accumulated to 10 so if i could have a day like monday and tuesday every day that would be amazing but it's not very practical for most of us because a lot of the stuff that we eat has saturated fats um and i'm not talking about fast food i'm literally talking about food that we make at home or food prep or you know if you throw some butter on your pan yes fat is good unless you don't have a good uh, good heart slash you have a high cholesterol. So we're going to talk about alternatives to that in a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, so, so the rule that I have is I can have up to 10 grams of basically the LDL cholesterol, saturated fats. Um, so any of the bad, the bad saturated fats like butter, um, pork rinds, mayo, um, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any more, but, you know, there's just certain things that have saturated fats that I shouldn't be eating a lot of, so I can have a little bit, so 10 grams is good, it's like a, it's like a little happy, happy space that I can play in, and, you know, I'm not gonna die if I have 10 grams a day, so, the way it's going to work is I'm going to take the things that I can eat to get those HDLs to subtract off of the total saturated fats, and hopefully that keeps us down below 10. So, for example, if if on the day, I mean, there's no way I could have eaten 37.3 grams of good saturated fats. There's no way. That's all. That's all shit saturated fats so we're not gonna worry about that day but let's say let's say the friday so 
I had about 20, 21 grams of saturated fat. So in that day, if I had, yeah, in that day, if I had, you know, some eggs, if I had some, you know, lean meat, if I had some fish, if I had pistachios, I had um, a new one I just found out about is avocado. Even though I knew that, I knew it was good fat. I didn't know how good it was and what alternatives you can use it for. So uh, we'll talk more about that later. But all in all, let's say I had 11 or let's say to be nice, like 15, 15 of those 21 grams were good, you know, good cholesterol, the HDLs. So I'm going to take off 15 from that 21. So I'm good. I'm in that zero to 10 grams a day. So that's, that's the, the rule for me. I've just done minor research. Um, unfortunately, my doctor couldn't tell me what to eat and what not to eat. You know, she's not a nutritionist, but it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard for me to hear certain things from specialists slash doctors because it almost feels like it's just super, it's just like a cop out, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, not an ambulance driving by, but you know, you hurt your leg or, or, or you're choking on something. And like a doctor is, is regardless of who they are and what field they're in, they could be a doctor of, of being a dentist or whatever, or, uh, what is it? Ross, you know, a doctor of dinosaurs. And, you know, if you've seen the Heimlich done in your doctor life, you know, and you can do it and you're not going to feel bad and you're just trying to help. And, you know, I'm not encouraging anyone who's a doctor to just start giving the Heimlich to people. But all I'm saying is you can help people. You just might not be able to, like, do everything. And that's okay. But unfortunately, when I when I hear my doctor say something like, oh, yeah, I, you're, you're going to have to talk to nutritionists about that. I'm like, but you just told me I have a problem and now you're not telling me how to solve it unless I take a pill. It's like, I don't like that. So, oh, well. All right, let's uh, hold off on that for now. Um, looked like my cholesterol, though, was 24.6. So 15, 15 grams of good saturated fats every day with that reading that average we're good so I'm, I'm actually really excited to take my blood work again after i do this for the rest of the year because i'm just going to be i'm going to be super happy if i get those readings down and my doctor can be like what did you do she actually was so impressed with my weight loss and you know i gave her all the info for primal and primal kitchen primal endurance primal blueprint and Mark Sisson, and she was like, I'm going to look into this guy because I feel like my my patients should probably know about this. I'm like, that's right. Hashtag winning. Um, I'm trying to remember why I have this slide uh, Thursday. Okay, so the high one. So what did I eat on the high one? Ah. So we went to my my wife's restaurant that she works for. And at that place... They not only had a new burger, I got it lettuce wrapped, but it's got grease, it's got butter, it's got, I mean, jalapenos, 
it's it's a spicy burger so i think they had like peppers but um just the sauce in it was like um it's basically nacho cheese but it was infused with chops of jalapeno too it was oh it was so good one of the best burgers i've had in a very long time but we also had one of those uh i can't pronounce it but those those boards that have all the cheese and meat on it so i had bruschetta i had salami um and chengo i had blue cheese some olives some buffalo blue cheese coleslaw and then that burger on top of having regular mayo in my in my big ass salad um and probably in the morning i had eggs and and meat and all that good stuff so yeah so that's why you know when you go out people it's uh one you can't go out all the time but two because it's financially not you know you're not gonna have good financial wellness but two it's it's brutal on your on your diet uh you can't control a restaurant's ingredients and unfortunately you know and those aren't the actual the restaurant the great thing about the lose it app is that you can ballpark find something that's relative to what you ate so even though you know this is kind of like the scale thing you know i encourage everyone to, to weigh yourself but don't consider it like you know the bible it's not written in stone that 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 weight isn't you know it's probably not your actual weight you know you're probably plus or minus a few pounds but you want to look at the changes you want to look at are you eating are you gaining more weight are you losing more weight and you want to see those changes so if you know that you know whatever a you know well we'll say weight a to weight b and it's going up then obviously weight c needs to come back down to almost weight a or or below a and you need to do something about your diet or your fitness or whatever to get it to that point same with your diet same with eating you know you 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 want to you want to log your food and if one day you go baller status and you go out and eat a whole shitload of food that you didn't make that you don't know what's in it that you just found a similar type in the the lose it app and you know it's ballpark but hey it's it's showing you you're eating out you know that's what happens when you eat out it looks like that versus you know, even when I went out on a Tuesday, I didn't eat the whole day before that. So what was I going to expect? Yeah, one meal you can get away with, but no one can survive on one meal. As you can see, I like literally crashed or at least I lost my energy. I couldn't go and like do a podcast or I didn't have enough energy to talk. That's literally how I felt. But I could lay there in like a like a not a, it's opposite of a food coma, but it's like Basically, I could be super lazy, be a couch potato on my bed and just lay there and watch TV and like keep my eyes open. But I couldn't do anything else. So. Yay. Sodium. Thursday. Five thousand. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I think I think the normal amount is like 15. So I'm averaging 23. Yeah, so sodium that I get is, other than chicharrones, is canned chicken breasts. 
canned tuna, albacore. And then, um, I don't know if, so I don't know if tofu has a lot of sodium. I want to say no, but I haven't had, I haven't had tofu all year. I'm going to start eating more tofu, but, uh, yeah, pork rinds, canned foods, um, possibly some, like I have, uh, those Kirkland pieces of like lean, uh, ham. Uh, they also have turkey as well, but I mean, they, you know, that has sodium in it. Um, you know, just preservatives, make sure, you know, actually doesn't mold in like a day. But, uh, my sodium's always been high. I actually stopped using salt for the most part. So when I season things, I just use pepper and then I'll throw in like, which is probably counterproductive, but I'll put in like garlic powder. Um, there's one other powder, onion powder and, uh, you know, some seasoning like, um, it's, it's some kind of seasoning like oregano plus some pepper. So I do that in, uh, in like a tuna salad or chicken salad. Um, so that's the only seasoning that I do, but I try to stay away from adding salt. I used to add salt all the time. Um, total fat once again, uh, Thursday. Good job, buddy. 146. That's crazy. My fat is usually, I know Mark Sisson's, his is, uh, usually like 50 to 60% of his, his total intake is fat, which is crazy. But for me, fat at 150, nah, I'm usually like 75, maybe a hundred. So that's kind of like my happy zone. So that way I'm not like, my stomach's not like irritable bowel syndrome, but I'm also like not starving. Cause if I don't eat a lot of fat, then what happens is I, I get hungry. Because my body needs both protein and fat to keep that intermittent fasting going. And, you know, if I keep those carbs below 50, if I can, below 25, which probably isn't going to happen anymore uh, because of my saturated fat uh, problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, way too high for, for fat. But as you can see, my average is usually 76. So that's good. All right. Now we got the cardio base readings. Um, and this is actually coming from the Apple health app, um, taking the readings from the cardio base and or cardio app to Apple health. But what, I think we're going to show you some of the cardio base uh, readings as well from the specific app because I like some of the readings there. Or maybe it's just the blood pressure. Pretty sure it's blood pressure, but so I'm just bouncing in between 18 and 19 percent. Um, it says my average is 18.43, so you know, half, half in between 18 and 19. And uh, yeah, I can't complain. I, um, I've heard it's like impossible to get to like, well, you can't have no fat, and do, doing like three percent fat is like nearly impossible, but um. I think Mark Sissons is 8%. My goal this year, if I can, is 13. If I got to 13, so if I drop 5%, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 13. I could be wrong. Uh, body mass index, my BMI, 23.3. Um, this one I want to be at 18. 
That's my goal. 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Because by the time... So, like, in order, for my, in order for my BMI to get that low, I have to be, like, 155, 158. And right now I'm 175, 173. I think my last reading was 173, 175. So I'm basically going to end up losing 20 more pounds. But that's a fat. And I'm hopefully going to gain muscle. So as the time I lose muscle and gain fat, or lose fat and gain muscle, you know, I don't know if the readings are going to change like that. I know BMI is kind of ghetto when it comes to certain readings and it's a scale. It's not, it's not God. It's not going to, you know, this is the end all be all of, of my, my body data, but it's a gauge. So obviously it's going down. That's what I care about. I want it to go down. As long as it's going down, I'm a happy camper. Granted, if I really, 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 really want to know, I can go to a specialist. I can go to a gym that has an actual better reader or someone can literally, you know, measure me or I can measure myself. But for the most part, I'm just happy it's going down. Uh, my weight. So the last reading that I took from these slides was 173 point something, seven, 173.5 probably. And then I think today I'm back up to like 175, but, um, yeah, average 176. So a difference of about, you know, four or five pounds in two weeks, just walking every day, eating, uh, what I usually eat and intermittent fasting. So it's like chunk change, you know? Uh, sleep analysis. So I know we've talked about this and, um, the good thing is, is that I'm what, which, what this is good for is showing that I'm not staying up crazy. There was one day, well, two days that I stayed up a little bit past midnight. So I wasn't necessarily asleep, but I was, you know, I was probably in bed. I just wasn't quote unquote asleep. So I was still kind of moving. Uh, but for the rest of them, I was out by midnight, which is great. That means that, you know, I'm staying with my schedule. Um, you know, at least getting into, I'm, I'm at least, you know, starting to sleep by midnight. And then as you can see, other than Thursday, which I think that was like, what day was that? I feel like I told a story about, you know, getting up and, yeah, it was like a day. I think I went, no, because I was actually asleep after midnight. But all in all, I got up a few times. So you can see that I got up, went back down, got up, went back down, and then got up again at 6.30, and I probably stayed in bed. So last week, I think I slept in three times. But we're going to talk about the specifics of that in a second. If I Hopefully I wasn't supposed to already. But yeah, so... This sleep is good though. This means that I I'm I'm staying to my schedule. I'm not like partying all night, getting home three or four in the morning, or staying up till three or four in the morning. My body is literally going to sleep around midnight, and I'm at least in bed till six thirty. Some days I slept in farther. Other days I, you know, tried to get up and then didn't end up doing it. But uh, for the most part, I was getting up by six thirty. Um, Oh, wrong way. 
this is the heart rate stuff. So we've got, so January 9th to the 16th, our max heart rate was 159, which is not high at all. Minimum was 41, so it must have been asleep, because <laughs> that sounds super low. Um, and it's like a, it's a line and a dot, so yeah, maybe I was sleeping. Almost seems like I was dead. Uh, but average, is there an average? Nope. No average. But, you know, I'm alive. Um, I like this little slide because it looks kind of cool. Just kind of matches the bottom. So resting rate, 54 to 59. So, um, sounds, sounds good. My body can beat at a low heart rate. Uh, walking average. Um, I know we talked about this. Um, so walking average is in between 87 and 118 BPM. So, since the last time we talked, um, since the last time we talked, I know I had mentioned that I was actually gonna try to walk a little bit quicker so I can get my, uh, what was it, the V, VO2 reading up. Hopefully I took a picture of it because I don't remember taking a picture of it, but I was averaging, I think, yeah, 80 something till like 110. So if we're up eight BPMs, I'm cool with that in one week. Um, I've actually started to not work so much on my phone when I'm walking. I'm more listening now to like podcasts. Uh, but it has been raining like every day this week. So what happens when that happens is I'm usually holding an umbrella. And if I have my phone, I, I'm not really I'm, I'm not even able to like work. I'm only able to just change the song or uh, the podcast and then put it back in my pocket. So when that happens, I'm not focused on anything other than just walking. So I'll walk faster. But I'm never walking fast enough to where, you know, I have that stomach problem where I have to go to the bathroom. Um, when my heart rate was up to like 145. And the, the rule is you do one, one, uh, 180 minus your age. So mine is like 47. 147 is my reading. Is That's my like my max, my heart rate max. Because that way I stay under... Um, I think the glucose burning area. So as long as I stay below 147, I I don't go into a point where my body burns its glucose and then I'm basically like depleting myself of things that I can't replenish. So I'm pretty sure that's the, the rule. But all in all, um, I don't try to go over that. Um, as I could see on that last uh, the reading, it was 159, so... Um, but that was only like once, um, then workout heart rate. Oh, I showed this for some reason. Interesting. I have a picture of my meal at a barbecue place. So I don't know why I did that. Um, maybe I'll remember later. But uh, so workout BPM 67 to 159. So the 67 is probably when I was doing yoga. And there's just a few few parts in the yoga session where they just have you literally just namaste, just chill. So as I'm doing that, um, my heart rate goes way down. 
Um, sorry, hold on one sec. Oh, whatever. Um, okay. All right, now here's the fun one. So this is straight from the cardio app. And we have basically two of these wavy lines. Uh, the max at the beginning of the week was 126. Um, that's about the beginning of the week, no? Uh, it was before the beginning of the week. So we'll say, we'll say 118. 118, 112 um, with the lows being 78, 67. And then it just kind of bounced around in between 111 and 120 up until today. And so that to me is nice. Um, so I think I have another slide for this, but you can see the 13th and the 16th. Um, this also happened on the 14th as well. Um, but I only did one reading for those two or three days. So basically I'm alluding to the fact that if your temperature, temperature, if your blood pressure is high, higher than normal at night, which I think it normally is because you're moving around and you're active versus in the morning when it's super low, like normally in the morning now I'm like, yeah, 110, 115. Um, so when there's no, when there's, when it doesn't have that average, you know, when it's only one reading, it's just going to give you the one reading on top. So for the, for the 13th, and even the 14th, 120, 117, it might have been more like a 111, 110, if I'd done another reading, because it'll average it out and give you one set of, of numbers versus this one, which I know it's just at a point where I was active, my blood was pumping, and for whatever reason, in that moment, my blood pressure was higher. So, and even on the 9th or the 16th, it was at 119 over 76, so same thing. So yeah, just cool to, to recognize the reason why I had higher blood pressure on those days was because I only took one reading. Voila. That's how this shit works. And then I just like this chart. Um, same thing, cardio app. Um, you can look at the history, you zoom in, and then it's, you know, it's identical to the health app, but it's just... You know, it's, I like the little the little curve thing they got going on. They average out the curve, and um, you know you can see my weights going down, um, my BMI is going down, and then my fat percentage is, like we said, staying in between the 18 and 19 percent, and then the curve line is right in the middle, so 18.43 like we had. Uh, but yeah, once again, just it's good to compare. Uh, heart rate varib uh, variability. Um, let's see if I have another slide. Okay. So on the day, yeah, this is weird. I like how I pointed this out. So on the day that I ate out at a restaurant and I ate a lot of stuff that I usually probably don't eat or has a lot of saturated fats and has a lot more stuff to process, but it's, you know, high in sugars and, and carbs. Um, my heart rate variability was at 63 milliseconds versus every other day it was more like 43 
that was my average. So once again, I just, I cannot stress this enough. Um, we need to take data. We have to take data just in case something is weird. We can compare it to something else and just, you know, we get excited because we're learning. We're learning how our bodies work. We're understanding who we are. And it's something that we can pass down to not only our family members, but other people. If you're a trainer or if you have a business like SoCalQOL, you know, we can translate this information into real, practical, simplistic changes that you're just mindful of now instead of having to, you know, stress out about it or not knowing anything, going to a doctor, getting a bad reading, going, oh, no, I got to take medication now. It's like we're, we're being too lazy. We're being way too lazy. Like you, being a human being is work. So why would we treat our bodies like it wasn't worth it? You know, it's worth the work. For our bodies, for our soul. This is the only thing keeping us alive, people. Like, you can't sit here and tell me that your temple, your body, is not worth the time to freaking take some readings every day. That way, if you know you're eating wrong, or you know you have a high heart rate variability, I don't even know what that means. But at the same time, I mean, I can go down to the bottom and read it. HRV, even though I'm not reading the whole thing, is a measure of the variation in time intervals between heartbeats. That's interesting. Interesting as well is that it was higher when I ate worse food. Now that I know that, I can expect when I go to that restaurant again and get the same meal, guess what? I'm probably going to see a higher heart rate variability. And then we're like doctors. No, I was kidding. Now we feel, we feel empowered because we know what the result will be. So you can eat that jalapeno spicy burger lettuce wrapped. Actually, I think I ate it with a knife and fork. <laughs> I was one of those guys. I have a picture of it, but I was one of those guys. Um, you know, you're eating that burger and you're going like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna pay for this in more ways than one. But you know what? That's okay because I can get right back on the, uh, the wagon. I can be eating my, you know, eggs, steak, chicken, fish all day tomorrow. And just balance it back out. I'm such a prude, right? Okay. Uh, and then... Was talking during this reading. Okay. So, if you guys do get a cardio arm, um, I recommend you guys get it through us because then we get a little perk from being an Amazon affiliate. Um, granted, you guys don't have the link yet, but... We're able to do that. If you would like any cardio products, please message us because we would love to send you a link so you get directly what we would uh, recommend. But all that being said, when you use the cardio arm and you take a reading, they recommend that you sit in an upright position that obviously you don't have like clothes on. So you, you wouldn't probably have a shirt on or if you had a shirt on, it's... So, you know, it's not covering the arm, arm, <laughs> cardio arm, and you can safely and loosely wrap the arm around your, your arm, your left arm, under your clothes. Or if you just take, you know, take your top off, but have a tank top or a bra or whatever. But unless you're still and you're relaxed and you're just breathing, 
and then you have uh, your left hand. Your palm is basically out, um, like you're holding a ball. So you have that rested down following your body, and you just sit there. If you don't do that, a lot of the times, you'll get what they call an irregular heartbeat. So it won't say inconclusive. It'll literally say, like, irregular heartbeat. It'll have this huge ass warning on the top and you know that can be scary um you know it can be scary to see but you do the reading again stay calm don't move don't talk just calm yourself because i feel like when we talk if depending on what we're talking about we could get very you know excited or we might be able to stay the same but for the most part if you just don't talk you're not going to exude more energy so as you do that you do another reading. If it happens again, then just wait till later. Wait till you've calmed down or wherever you came from. If you just did push-ups or something stupid, like obviously you're probably gonna have a higher weird heart rate and the reading is gonna come off irregular. So wait till later, do it again, and odds are it'll come back fine. Um, yeah. And if you worry about that kind of stuff, go ahead and just hold off on reading at all. But, uh, but no, so it was just funny because my reading was 112 over 65 with a heart rate of 59 and I'm in the optimal box yet it says I have an irregular heartbeat. So it happens and I, and I literally put in the notes so you can see them while was talking during the reading. So that's why I got that reading. So I probably redid it um, or if I didn't redo it, at least I made the note that I was talking. That's why it was like that. So not only is taking the, the data important, it's also important to make notes. So you can also take notes on the CardioBase app, part or sorry, the part of this app that it's CardioBased um, is off of CardioBase. It's hard to say these things sometimes. The names are funny, um, which we can also provide you a link with. Let us know, make a comment. But all that to be said, I made the note that I was talking during the reading so that when I had this discussion with you guys, I could point out the fact that I had an irregular heartbeat, but I'm 99% sure it was because of the the talking. So, um, all right. So now we are going to get into the good stuff. So we've been talking about the saturated fats. We've been talking about you know, why, why it is that people have high cholesterol. Um, we've, to make it simplistic, LDLs are bad. L for love slash loser. HDLs are good. Now, when we looked at, this is my meal from today, okay? So 49% or 856 85 grams was fat, okay? 42% or 165 grams of protein is that other little portion of the circle. And then that little sliver is 32 grams of carbs or 8% of my intake. So we're going to dive deeper. So in the Lose It app, this is the Lose It app. In the Lose It app, if you're on that screen, which is under, under my day, on the bottom, there's there's five there's five selections. There's my day, there's log for your food, 
there's social goals and then me i don't do the other three i only do my day and log i just hop back and forth i don't have the premium version um it's funny but apple employees actually get the premium version of this because they encourage their employees to be active and to use all those um, amenities so when you're in the my day section there's on the top it says calories nutrients bonus and challenges uh, when you're not in calories you can go to nutrients and it shows you that little graph the little circle graph and then you can click you know tap on the circle graph and it'll go in depth on exactly what portion of fat you had, what portion of car- carbohydrates, and what portion of protein you had. But it's in finer detail, like for the week, or no, sorry, for the day, I had 24.7 grams of saturated fat. Okay. My cholesterol says it was 11.27 milligrams. My sodium was 2,000. Um, really freaking high sodium. Um, still going to find out about the cholesterol level. But then we have our, car- our carbohydrates, which was 31.6 grams or 8%, like we said. 11 of those grams were fiber. And the other 13 grams were sugars. And then lastly, protein just says 165, 42%, so on and so forth. But here's, here's the best part. So with our new rule with saturated fats, we were at 24.7 grams, correct? Now you have to sit back and go, okay, what portion of that is, you know, good fat or bad fat or, you know, HDL or LDL. So swipe it over. So this is my new, so for those of you who can see this, um, I will try to remember to put this in the notes, in the YouTube comment, uh, sorry, description. But my new hashtag 365 experiment, I have a new section called eat. Because these are the things that I want to eat either more of or in place of other things that I'm used to eating. And the the only reason is that I can use this towards my saturated fats. So if I do it in place of it, of something that I usually eat, it can replace bad cholesterol with good cholesterol or LDLs. It'll replace the LDLs with HDLs. So right off the top, we have number one is apples. So for a little bit, I had like red apples. I bought a Fuji apple today. Um... And what I do with that is I cut up like literally like a third of an apple. I'll chop it up into little bits and I'll throw it into my tuna salad, which is what I had today. Um, Number two is avocado oil. So Primal Kitchen, once again, we can provide you with a link to purchase through Amazon some Primal Kitchen avocado oil. So obviously it's a great source of good cholesterol and that's something that i can take off gram wise of the saturated fats that i'll have in my day and as long as as long as i'm totaling with those minuses under 10 grams i'm a happy camper uh we have number three oops number three hold up number three is fish and i'm supposed to aim for two servings of fish per week 
cool thing is, is my wife just bought some smoked salmon, uh, the little slices that you usually eat with like uh, lox, so bagels and cream cheese and then the fish. I'm weird though. I can literally put a little slab on a plate and just nibble on that with some eggs and some steak, you know, kind of have like a protein fiesta. Um, but I had a had a salmon um, omelet a couple of days ago, and it was good, but it, it didn't have that smoky texture to it. Obviously, I could probably find out if the smoky texture has more sugars or some other additives that I don't know about. But long story short is I've got those little slivers. I eat albacore tuna like every other day from a can. Once again, sodium's high, but, um, you know, when you're a baller on a budget, Later in life, I'm sure I can have fresh albacore tuna, like just sushi'd into my mouth, but sashimi'd into my mouth. Um, but under the fish category, we have salmon, uh, mackerel, albacore tuna, sardines. No, we're gonna eat that, and rainbow trout. So those are the those are the fishes that we're going for, and those have the the omega threes, so that good oil, uh, but it's also a good source of saturated fat. Uh, four, we have flaxseed. I put C, but it's supposed to say seed. Um, flaxseed is awesome because my wife actually, she tweaked a recipe from the Primal Kitchen book, which we can also send you. Ah, send you that link. Send me that link, you say. So the flaxseed she replaced with another flower. I can't remember. It was like they were out of a certain flower that we usually use from the, ki the Primal Kitchen book. So we looked it up, like, what's an alternative to this flour? And flaxseed was one of them. Granted, we had to bring it home, and then we have a coffee grinder. And it's a little guy, so we just, you know, it's like a one-serving kind of coffee grinder. So we literally put the flaxseed in it, zzz, 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 chopped it up, made it into a powder, put it into, we, uh, we actually make cookies out of these things. And it's crazy, because it's, it's pretty much all natural. I think she uses some mayo, so other than like mayo, um, which is not bad, it's just if you if you've had enough saturated fats for the day, you probably shouldn't have that. But um, yeah, she makes these amazing cookies with cinnamon on top, <whistles> so good. Um, so flaxseed number five is pistachios. We actually get the shelled. It's stupid that they call them shelled pistachios because they're not shelled; they're unshelled. So I don't know why they don't call them unshelled pistachios, but whatever. They're in a green bag from Costco. I think they're like 10 or 15 bucks and they're amazing because you can literally, I'll do like 25 little pistachios for one little snack and then another 25. It's a total of eight grams of, of carbs. And I can literally take that eight grams right off my saturated fats, like as if I never had it because it's good for my blood. Uh, we got avocado. So fun thing about avocado is I... I keep saying tuna salad, chicken salad. Um, those those types of salads are just really easy for me to make. I chop up some celery, chop up, like I said, those apples, or like a third of an apple. I, I do the seasoning. Uh, if I don't have like a bag of already chopped lettuce or romaine or something like that, mixed greens, I'll, I'll buy a little head of lettuce at the store, chop it up, you know, put it into a little bowl and then I'll throw the tuna or the chicken salad on top. But for the whole time I've been eating this, I've been using mayo. And granted, mayo's got 
literally like two to four grams of saturated fats. But at this point, I can take, I mean, I, I, I want to get uh, all the extra good saturated fats I can. So I've known for a long time that avocado is a good replacement for mayo, as long as you mash it up and you can add some uh, lemon juice, some cayenne pepper. They say add salt, but I don't do that. And you'll and then maybe a little bit of oil. So I would use avocado oil for this instance to make it just, you know, kind of mushy and sticky at the same time, which is kind of like mayo. And then just mix it together with all the stuff other than the lettuce, because then I'll throw the stuff on top of the lettuce like a tuna salad, you know, salad. And uh, so, yeah, that's been kind of cool. I used literally a small, a small avocado. And I got, um, I got two full tablespoons. I probably should have done three with one can of tuna, uh, about eight inches worth of celery and a third of an apple with all that seasoning. It was just a little bit drier than I, I used, or I, you know, it was a little bit drier than I'd like. So I think if I added another tablespoon, it would just kind of blend it in a little bit better, be a little bit more mushy as like a, a like a la carte on top of the salad but um yeah i was very pleased with it i could have i didn't have cayenne pepper so i probably could have put some other kind of seasoning in something to spice it up i have sriracha and then there's another one that i have that i haven't tried i don't know if it was it wasn't taco seasoning there was another type of seasoning that i could have used but um all in all uh i could probably put even some tapatio if i can handle some more sodium but uh it was great tasted good um i'm i'm not gonna complain uh i think what happens is i'm gonna keep the mayo that i have just in case i don't have time to mash up some more avocado or i don't have an avocado uh, i'll use the mayo but yeah i'm gonna try using avocado because that's a better source of saturated fat so uh next one's red wine my wife is actually not only a service manager, but she's a bar manager as well. So when she plays that role and has and wears that hat, um, she gets red wine for free all the time. Just vendors and people trying to sell us, or not sell us, but sell her a certain type of wine so that she can sell it at the restaurant. So we've got tons of wine and we've got tons of red wine. So if there's a day where, let's say, I've only really had protein and 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 let's let's say carbs maybe a little bit of fat and i just wanted to have a little bit more you know fat in my my meal my diet for that day or i'm going out and instead of getting like a whiskey on the rocks or a whiskey neat i'll maybe i'll get a glass of red wine so uh not an everyday thing but something that i can you know put into my diet and uh not feel bad about it um, second to last one is soy, soy. Um, and I felt stupid, but I actually Googled is there's soy in tofu, not realizing that tofu is made from soybeans, but it's all good. Live and learn. But, um, I used to do this thing where I would chop up tofu into little, um, cubes. I'd bake it. Granted, they tell you to put, um, God, like, is it flour? They tell you to put something, they, they tell you to coat the tofu in in some kind of very carb intake kind of ingredient and then you mix it with like some type of sauce 
like an orange sauce, orange chicken sauce, or um, like a sweet and sour sauce. And then it'll end up tasting like something you get at Panda Express. You can throw on top of rice or and use the extra firm. Now, what's funny about the extra firm is that it literally has no saturated fats, but it's got a couple mono and poly unsaturated fats. I believe that's what they call it. So anyways, I'm going to start making the tofu thing again. Um, so, I'll, you know, they're like two bucks at Ralph's. They're always on sale. Extra firm. Uh, can't remember the brand, but make sure to get extra firm. If you can't get extra firm, definitely get firm. Don't go below that because it'll just be too mushy. But yeah, I literally just bake it. I don't coat it anything. You know, maybe you could do some oil if you wanted to, like some avocado oil, sprinkle it on there. But it's, it'll, it'll harden regardless. And as long as you don't mind this like half-ass coated tofu with, I mean, once you put the seed, once you put the stuff on it, it tastes great. But it's the texture that you're worried about. You don't want it to be gushy or mushy. Uh, but the last one's protein. Uh, it wasn't in the list, but I'm just adding it because I know eggs and like lean meats are a good source of certain fats. So, um, but yeah, awesome. And uh, and then I did go through. So my hopefully we're gonna end soon. I'm sorry, it's almost hour and fifteen minutes. So my total was twenty four point seven. So we're gonna do the we're gonna do the math even though I've already technically done it in my head. Um, but we had 0.2 grams of saturated fat for my slice of salmon Norwegian smoked Costco fish. Uh, we had six grams of eggs uh, for saturated fats, so at 16 or 6.2. Uh, for my shelled pistachios, it was another 0.8 grams, so now we're at seven. Um, beef was 2.6 grams of saturated fat. So, um, I'm gonna stop doing the math because I, I, I'm not good at math. Another 0.8 for shelled pistachios, 1.9 for our half of a small avocado, basically two tablespoons. Um, another 1.5 grams from the albacore tuna. And so that basically equated to like 14 grams. So 24.7 minus 14 grams, 14, 15 grams basically right at 10 grams. So we did today, we actually stayed up with our saturated fats. We, we minus them at the end of the day. You know, if you don't care, you don't care. But you know, in this moment I care because I want to make sure that I'm kind of staying pace. And, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I've been super impressed with not only the ability to keep track of all this stuff, but you know, hitting, I would say hitting 90% of our hashtag 365 experiment tasks every day. And the good thing about not hitting all your tasks, and it sounds stupid, but the good thing about not hitting them all is that if you didn't have any of them and you just kind of gambled and just say, oh yeah, yeah, I, I always take my blood pressure and I always, you know, whiten my teeth with charcoal and I always weigh myself and I always walk every day. And there's so many things that if we're not mindful and we don't have a to-do list or a checklist and we don't have something holding us accountable to doing those things, odds are you're not going to do them. You're going to forget. You're going to forget something. Even if you don't mean to forget, you're going to forget. So by us having this challenge slash experiment, sorry, 
you know, the hashtag 365 experiment is here to do simple and practical things in every aspect of our wellness, emotional, environmental, intellectual, um, occupational, financial, social, uh, spiritual, and there's one more. I'm blanking. Did I say environmental? I don't think I did. So all the eight that there are, we're doing one thing in each each one. We are basically just trying to, you know, better ourselves, pay more attention to our wellness, and through that, if our if our our challenge or our goal is here, and we get to here, it's better than being down here. Come on now. If your goal is here, your goal should be higher than anything that you could possibly do. So by me doing this, I know I'm not going to hit this every day. But if I get to here, at least it's better than being down here. By sleeping in and not doing anything all day and just couch potatoing and not categorizing any of my food or going out and eating a whole bunch of junk food and then coming home again and then just sleeping some more and not doing anything that's what's going to happen on certain days. You're you're not going to give a shit. You're literally going to wake up be like, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to sleep in this weekend." Granted, if you had this 365 experiment challenge going on, you might be like, "Well, yeah, I'm not going to go on a hike or a walk. I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to hang out with my wife or my girlfriend for a couple hours in the morning or a couple hours at night or you know, I have one, it's not like an official one, but I have one that says I play with my cat because my cat's an indoor cat. He doesn't get to go outside and be crazy. So I have to give him that craziness. At least I try to. And even though that's kind of like an add-on to my experiment, you know, if I wasn't mindful of those things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the opportunity. You really, you need to set yourself up for the opportunity. Because if you don't plan, you don't prep, you don't acknowledge the fact that this one thing a day makes you happy, maybe brushing with charcoal makes you happy. Maybe weighing yourself makes you happy, even though everyone would probably say no. Maybe going on a hike or a walk every day makes you happy. Why wouldn't you want to do that every day? Why wouldn't you want to be happy every day? It sounds weird, but it's true. If something makes you happy, why wouldn't you try to do it every day? So this has been Transformation Thursday. I appreciate anyone who sat through this whole thing because Lord knows I'm not going to do it again today or at least re-listen to this whole podcast. I always listen to the beginning and possibly the end of every podcast to make sure everything's there. But hey, I appreciate anyone and everyone who has listened to any one of these podcasts I encourage you guys to subscribe, to go on to our social media platforms, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and even Instagram Live, or Instagram Live, IGTV. Um, yeah, and I just encourage you guys to follow, like, subscribe, do all that stuff, share anything and everything that you like, that you feel is worth sharing, and, uh, and let us know how we're doing. We're, we're here for you guys, so up until you guys say something, we're going to keep doing it the same way. So, And hopefully we don't change anything that you guys actually like, because that would suck. But thank you guys so much. We love you. Soak up QOL. We out.